Hey, this is Happiness in Darkness, and today we're trying something new. I'm David, the trailer editor for this channel. I was also in the Batman v Superman podcast. Let's talk about that. It was pretty brutal. I'm not a good public speaker. I much prefer to be behind the scenes editing or speaking from a script that I've carefully written and studied. While on the podcast with Nick, I felt like I couldn't get anything I wanted to say out and got out everything that I wanted to keep in. I feel like I missed my chance to say what I really wanted to about a movie I love. I don't feel like I did Batman v Superman justice, and seeing that we're finally getting the long-awaited Snyder Cut, I think it's time to redo the podcast, but in my own way. This is a completely scripted audio essay of Batman v Superman. Here we go. Actually, hold on a second. I lied. Before we can talk about BVS, we first have to talk about... Clark Kent is an alien who as a child was evacuated from his homeland and sent to Earth, living as a normal human with his parents, Martha and Jonathan Kent. But when General Zod invades Earth, he has to reveal himself to the world. Like Jonathan Clark says, he has to choose what kind of man he wants to be, and if he wants to stand with the humans, or stand with Krypton. I love this movie. I personally didn't grow up watching Christopher Reeve's Superman. The only Superman I've really seen in media has been from the animated cartoons, Justice League series, DCAU, even the Batman series had him. My point is, is I've only seen Superman at his prime, or when he was already Superman for a long time. The reason I love Man of Steel is because Henry Cavill's Superman hasn't yet become this icon of truth and justice. He's just Clark Kent trying to figure himself out and figure out where he belongs in this world. He's quiet, not very social, and dare I say, a little depressed. Man of Steel is a coming out story for Superman, and Zack Snyder didn't take any part of Superman's origin for granted. He has Krypton's destruction, flashbacks to being raised in Smallville, the discovery of Superman's ice palace. Zack Snyder put all of this story together beautifully. This story that has been told time and time again, from TV series to comic books, all into one movie. Zack Snyder reintroduced the world to Superman. I feel like the main problem people have with this movie is the destruction Superman causes, and that he wasn't trying to save people. But I don't think that this is the case at all. Like I said before, Superman hadn't yet become the hero that everyone knows and loves. He had just figured out that he could fly, let alone fight another Kryptonian. In the final fight against Zod, Superman isn't destroying the city on purpose. He's just trying to survive the onslaught of Zod, who, by the way, was... Bred to be a warrior, Cal. Trained my entire life to master my senses. Where did you train? On a farm? Superman does, in fact, try to take the fight out of the city, but Zod just keeps bringing him back. Then, we have probably the most hated scene in the movie, where Superman snaps Zod's neck to save the civilians. I've heard countless video essays saying that if he had the power to snap Zod's neck, he could have easily just turned Zod's head away from people. There was no reason for Superman to kill Zod, apart from being cool and edgy. But this isn't the case at all. He didn't kill Zod to save people who were in imminent danger from being barbecued. He killed Zod because he realized that Zod would never stop, he would never relent, and never cease in his rage. Cal knew that even if he saved these four people, 
that there would be more that would still die. Keep in mind that he has just been in a 10 minute fight with this man. They've caused insane destruction and killed countless people. All Cal wanted to do was end the fight, to save the people who were dying from the squabble. He saw this monster about to murder a man and a woman with children, a family. And so, Cal acted on his human nature, on his instinct, and he destroyed the monster. I think that Snyder made Superman kill Zod to make the foundation of his unbreakable no-kill rule. As is apparent after Zod's death, Cal regrets his actions immediately, even though he knew he had to. Nonetheless, what I can't deny is the fact that they both destroyed the city and caused serious death and damages. Sorry for that random man of steel, but we had to understand that in order to talk about it. There are a couple things that I want to address in this audio essay. Batman, Superman, Martha, and the Justice League. That's how it starts, sir. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. There have been many portrayals of Batman. From the campaigns of Adam West and George Clooney to the seriousness of Michael Keaton and Christian Bale. In all the live-action Batman portrayals we've had, none have trailed off the comics as much as Ben Affleck's portrayal. Or has he? When I talk about Batman comics, people might think of Year One, Long Halloween, or even Last Arkham. These are more or less considered the greatest Batman comics, and usually, that's the Batman we see in TV shows and movies. But Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne isn't like the others. Snyder wanted to make darker, grittier characters who are real people. Even heroes like Superman and Batman, no matter how many people they save, no matter how much notoriety they receive, are still, above all, imperfect. People have emotions, people make mistakes, and over time, people change. 20 years of being Batman has scarred Bruce. Over time, he has slowly changed and evolved. Fighting the same criminals again and again has chipped away at his principles. Batman is no longer the vigilante with empathy and compassion. The Batman that takes down criminals without killing them because of his unbreakable code. He's lost all of his empathy, all of his compassion. He still vaguely has his no-kill rule, but he's in constant danger of falling off the wagon and just plain murdering the criminals he encounters. The same goes for Superman. In this movie, Superman isn't the perfect boy scout he is in the comics. He's just a guy trying to do the right thing, while being constantly weighed down by the people's fears of him. Some people worship him as a god, and other people resent him and claim him to be the devil. Some think that he should do what the American government tells him to do, while others think he shouldn't belong to any country. Everyone wants him to be something different, and overall, they just want him to solve all the world's problems and save everyone. Meanwhile, he is still just trying to fit into this world, just trying to be accepted, like any person would. wants to use his powers for good and do the right thing, but he also wants to live a normal life with Lois Lane. You can see that all these emotions are eating him up on the inside, and he's constantly suffering from them. Wow. That is such a good story concept. How could Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers have messed this up? The biggest problem with this movie, to me, is the lack of expression and communication. People communicate everything to each other constantly. Feelings, emotions, expressions. But Bruce and Clark in this movie do not communicate their emotions. Superman is constantly brooding silently, never expressing why he's insecure and timid to speak up. And Batman, 
in the most important scene of the film, the scene that started the entire Martha controversy, says nothing. Why did you say that name? Martha, why did you say that name? Stop! Please, stop! Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. It's his mother's name. was 30 seconds of nothing. This was the climax of the movie, the scene that made Batman realize that Superman, this man who he had made out as a god, the hero that had destroyed Metropolis and killed thousands of people, this alien, this monster, has a mother, has a family, has friends. He's just a normal guy. Bruce should have said something. He should have expressed himself in a way that the audience could understand what he was feeling, instead of just staying quiet about it. The same goes for Clark, for Superman. When Batman and Superman fight, there is literally no dialogue between them, at least until the end. Everyone complains that Superman could have ended the fight at any time, and the fact that he continued to fight instead of explaining to Bruce about Lex's plan was stupid. But that's not the case at all. At least not to me. At this point in the movie, Clark has had the public hating him. He was present at the bombing where there was nothing he could do. Lex Luthor has pushed Lois off a building. He kidnapped, humiliated, tied, and possibly hurt his mother, the only person who really understood him besides Lois, by the way. And he was forced to obey Lex and kill Batman. You could say that he was very angry, to say the least. So when he flies over to Batman, who he has already had a separate feud with, he tries to tell Bruce what's going on, but Bruce doesn't listen, or seem to care. I think this sends Clark off the edge, consumed by confusion, frustration, and most importantly, anger. Up until this point, he's had to quietly deal with everything that has happened to him, keeping all of his emotions inside, and just never dealing with them. And so, when he faces Batman, he just completely loses it, completely explodes. When he beats up Batman at the beginning, he's not just trying to de-escalate the situation. Rather, he seems to just be tossing Batman from place to place, using him as a punching bag. The problem is, though, that we are never told this. We are shown Superman beating up Batman, but we are never told why he is doing it. Imagine if instead of the dialogue-free fight sequence we got, we had Clark pounding the ever-living shit out of Bruce, explaining how he had to bottle up his emotions, how he's sick of being so out of control, and how every time he tries to help, it just seems to cause even more problems. He's finally letting out all that pent-up frustration against Batman, who has been ignoring all attempts to reason with him, by the way, and now he's not holding back anymore. That would have made sense. It would have explained his seemingly pointless first attacks. And finally... My final point, the Justice League, or the DCEU. The most popular complaint I've heard about the Snyderverse has been the structure of its movies. People say that DC and Warner Bros. just wanted to get an easy cash grab and recklessly constructed the DCEU to compete with Marvel. While we're on that topic, Marvel is more or less regarded as the most successful franchise of films, and while I can't deny their strategy has worked wonders for them so far, 
one solo movie after another culminating in a team-up flick. Comparing that formula to DC is simply ludicrous. They could have easily copied Marvel and gone the safe direction. Instead, they took a chance with Zack Snyder to tell a different type of story. Snyder wanted to tell a different type of story. If I had to relate the DCEU to a movie franchise, I would probably compare it to a saga like The Lord of the Rings. Each movie is a continuation of the same story and journey, being more like sequels rather than individual movies. Yes, there are films like Wonder Woman and Man of Steel, but Wonder Woman wasn't by Snyder and Man of Steel is part of the bigger picture in terms of his vision, his trilogy. So when people complain that Warner Bros just shoehorned in the Justice League to keep pace with Marvel, I just disagree. In a world where gods exist, where aliens have arrived and shown humanity how weak we truly are, it's no wonder people like Lex Luthor found other individually powered beings that could potentially be used as deterrent, protection, or mercenaries. I just wanted to say big thanks to DJ Nick for letting me use his platform. None of this would have been possible without his green light. So, thank you. Speaking of which, if you did enjoy this essay, please be sure to let us know. Because, who knows, if there are a lot of positive responses, we may just make another one. Also, I worked really hard on the writing, speaking, and editing of all this, and it's my first time ever making an audio essay. So, really, if you liked it, please let us know.